nice to see you. Okay, we're going to read from Philippians chapter 1, starting at verse 3. It's very apt, I think. I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, and filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Colin, <laughs> let's just pray for Colin. Thank you for Colin. Thank you that he can be here with us tonight. And we pray for a special anointing and blessing on him as he brings your word to us. Let your words flow from his mouth and help us to hear them and take them on board. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Celia. Yeah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's really nice to see you. Yeah, it's just lovely to, to, to be here with you and to see you all again. Seems quite a long time. I don't know if it is, but it seems quite a long time. Um, so that, that's great. And um, um, uh, for those of you who are used to looking at me, um, just so that you're not thinking all the time, what's different about him? Um, what's changed? Uh, it's just that I'm not wearing glasses. That's, that's the difference. Because I had two cataract operations. How about that? And uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so I can actually see now. Um, and uh, it's amazing the difference it makes. Um, some of it's good, some of it's bad. Um, uh, Judy uh, has been saying to me for ages, you really ought to clean that thing in there, or whatever it is. And I said, well, I, it looks all right to me. Um, and um, now, of course, I realise that it actually isn't. Um, the other thing I know, the first thing I noticed when looking in the mirror is that I'm a lot older than I thought I was. <laughs> so <laughs> that was quite a painful moment. Apart from that, it's, it's all great. Everything's sharp and bright and, and terrific. So we just heard some words from, from Philippians. And I think that the church in Philippi was probably not a lot different from SCC. So I think it was probably quite a small church. Um, it was in a challenging environment. And lots of the people there, you know, had not been Christians for very long. So I think there are probably quite a lot of similarities. And what Paul is, is doing in these words that he's writing to this church in this, this first chapter, what he does really is do three things. First of all, he says a thank you. 
And then there's a prayer, um, and then there's a promise. And, you know, when I was thinking about <clears throat> what can I say um, to us all tonight, I thought, well, these are the things that I would think that Paul would like to say to you. And I would certainly like to, to say them to you all. And what I, I, I hope and think is that I, I feel this is what God wants to say to us all um, this evening. So, there you go. Let's start with the thank you, to start off with, the, the thank you that comes right at the beginning. So, what does Paul say? Paul says, thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your partnership. Now, you know, as I think of you and look around this church here, um, lots of you have been here for a long time and you have been incredibly committed and incredibly faithful to this church. Now, there are plenty of other churches that might seem a bit more exciting, I'm sure. <laughs> there, are, there are certainly plenty that are bigger um, and maybe a bit more glamorous. But you, you have stayed faithful and stayed loyal to this church. And I think that God wants to say thank you for that. Thank you that you have done that. Thank you for your perseverance. I know there have been some hard times. There have been some great times, but there have been some difficult times and some challenges. But, but thank you for your perseverance, for your faithfulness to this church here in, in, in Sonting. You know, of course sometimes God wants us to move church. Of course that happens sometimes. But every church needs people who are going to be committed for the long term. Every church needs people who are in it for the long run, and every leader needs that kind of support as well. I mean, that's what Paul's talking about here, isn't it, where he says, you know, I've been through all sorts of difficult things, but you've been with me all the way through it. And, you know, you, you know this as, as, as well as I do. I'm really grateful for the support that you gave me. I'm sure Ali feels the same. And Ian is going to need your support. Of course you know that. Um, and what a difference it makes um, if he knows that he can count on you and rely on you and depend on you. That's a big thanks. A big thanks for faithfulness. Now, that's not the end of his um, thankfulness, though, is it? He says, um, if you remember the words, don't worry if you don't, I'm just going to tell you what they are. <laughs> but he says, thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. There are all kinds of things that are important about church. All kinds of things that are important for churches to do. It's great to have great worship, to have wonderful teaching and, and, and lots of care um, and all these things. But I think it's very hard to read the Bible, to read the New Testament, and not believe that actually what matters more than anything else is the sharing of the gospel with those who don't know Jesus Christ yet. It's the Great Commission, isn't it? The last 
published words we have of Jesus. And look at the story of Acts. What's it all about? It's all about, some, someone called it the spreading flame years ago in a book. Um, it's all about this uh, sharing of the gospel. Now, there are all kinds of things that here at something we've not been able to do. Um, all sorts of things we probably like to do. But one of the things that I can say has been always a mark of this church is the desire and commitment to reach out to those who have not yet come to faith. And for a church this size, that, that commitment, I think, is, is fantastic. Um, I think of all the people... I mean, there aren't that many churches, I don't think, that see more people during the week who are not part of the church than are in the church. But this church often does um, and has done because, you know, with all the different groups that there are and the people that come in from the community, it is a fantastic thing. And, you know, I've thought about this quite a lot. I mean... I know we can, we can look at some church and think, wow, that church is fantastic, and, you know, this is a, people are flocking there. And often what's happening there is, as you know, people are just coming from other churches, aren't they? People are already Christians are coming there. Real, step-by-step, -step, solid conversions don't happen that quickly. Um, they don't happen in that many numbers. Uh, wherever you are, it can be hard going sometimes, but that's what's happened here um, in Sompting. Think of the people who have um, come to faith. There are people in the church who weren't Christians a few years ago. Think of the, the, the people who've gone off to Bible college from Sompting, for example, who are now leaders. I mean, Judy just mentioned the other day that uh, she saw something on social media with Tim Bell. Well, Tim Bell, he's a minister now, Anglican minister, but he became a Christian, didn't he, here in, 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 in SCC. So what I want to say really is this, that I honestly believe that in God's eyes, this is a precious church and that he would want to say thank you Thank you for your commitment to just constantly reaching out beyond who you are and who you have already. I think it's a, just a great thing. I, I look around at other churches and I, I think I probably feel the same about my son-in-law's church as well. A challenging area, difficult, but they're, they're reaching out into a community which knows very little of God. And that's what you do. And I think that is absolutely precious to God. And I think he would want to say a really big thank you to you for that kind of commitment. That's the thank you that Paul gives to the Philippians and I want to give to you now. And that's an important thing. Then there's the prayer. <laughs> There's a prayer. That comes right at the end of the reading. I'm just going to have to remind myself, probably remind you as well. So right at the end of the reading, let me just read this to you. He says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, 
filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So what he prays for them is right at the end that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness. One of the modern translations um, puts it like this, that you'll live a life that makes Jesus proud. That's just a great way of saying living a life that makes Jesus proud. A life that brings honour to God and glory to God and which he is pleased with. That would be Paul's prayer for these guys here in this church and I think it would be his prayer for all of us here this evening that we would develop lives, that our lives would become lives that Jesus would be really proud of. So the question is, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that look like? And there are two things, you, you'll probably remember what I said. There are two things, and they seem obvious things, nothing new about this, um, but I think they're absolutely fundamental. How do we, how do we live a life that is, that is a credit and, and brings pleasure to, to Jesus Christ? Well, the first thing he says is this, isn't it? I want you to grow in love for each other. Now, how many times have you heard that <laughs> said? It's easy for it just to wash over us, isn't it? And it's really important that we just take in the seriousness of this. You know, love is not just saying nice things to each other, um, you know, kind of giving each other warm greetings. It's not even sending each other wonderful messages on social media. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's not even just that. It's much more than that, isn't it? Um, to love people in the way that the New Testament describes, it means putting other people's interests before your own. So me putting Julia's interests before mine or any of us here, or Sundays, or anyone else. It means honouring other people. It means forgiving others. It means caring for others and spending time with people who we may find hard to get on with. It means helping other people to flourish. This is what it's about. And that's an extraordinary challenge. And there may well be, I don't know the detail of the events of the last few months, but it may be that there are, you know, some bridges to be mended, some people who need to forgive. It may be that there, you know, are some wounds that need to be healed. And that's Paul's prayer, that we grow like that, in that kind of love. And that kind of love is extraordinarily powerful, isn't it? Look, remember the early church and that massive expansion. What was it about that church? I think it's amazing, really, because it's so simple. It wasn't the fantastic worship. It wasn't the brilliant teaching. It wasn't even the healings or the miracles. What did they say about that church? See how they love each other. And it was that radical commitment to each other. 
that just blew people's minds because it's not normal in the world it's not usual we, we like up to a certain point you know and it's going beyond that and that is how God wants us to grow so that's the first thing growing in love and the second thing he talks about he says I want you to grow in knowledge let's not get this wrong growing in knowledge doesn't mean that you know I can recite all the books of the Bible uh, by heart or that I can impress people with my knowledge of the minor prophets <laughs> or whatever it's nothing to do with that is it we're not talking about sort of head knowledge of stuff up here what, what it's talking about isn't it is is getting to know God better it means getting to know what his mind is what his preferences are what his priorities are it means becoming more like him and that's what Paul is praying for these people and I think he would pray for us here as well that we grow in that kind of knowledge and of course you know what that means that means um, it means reading our Bibles or listening to stuff if we don't find reading that you know easy um, it means um, it means praying doesn't it um, it means being part of a Christian community. It means learning from each other and sharing from each other. I heard someone say this morning that uh, their minister said that um, a day when you don't read the Bible is a day when you are starting to be shaped by the world around you rather than by God. So it's this kind of commitment to growing in knowledge, growing in knowledge, growing in love, so that we become the church, people, individually and together, whom God is proud of. And that is the prayer for Philippi, and I believe that would be God's prayer for us at this moment. That's the prayer, and now there is uh, the promise. And the promise is an amazing promise. It's a promise that if we keep that commitment to growing in love and growing in knowledge, this promise is for us. And it's a promise that has sustained lots of Christians and lots of churches down through many, many years. And it's one that probably some of you know off by heart. And it, it comes right at the beginning, doesn't it? So he said, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And here it is, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So I want you to take that in again tonight. Are you committed to growing in love, growing in knowledge? Are we committed as a church to, to growing like that so that our lives delight Jesus? then we have this promise to sustain us, being confident of this, 
that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. You can be sure as you commit yourself to this radical way of living that, that God is going to give you what you haven't got. That God is going to honour you as you honour him. And that although life might have its ups and downs and disappointments as well as the successes enjoyed, you're never going to be abandoned. You will never be left. He will never leave you. He will never stop what he started. He will always finish. Isn't that a wonderful promise? A great promise to hold on to when things are hard. And I firmly believe that's a promise for us as a church as well. That God has been in this church for however many years it existed. And everyone has really tried to honour him and serve him and, and do their best for him. And I think the promise is that God is not only grateful for that, but he isn't going to abandon you. He isn't going to give up on you. He is going to complete what he started. So that's um, our promise um, for this evening. I have no idea how long I'm supposed to speak for, but I'm not going to speak for much longer. <laughs> You'll be glad to know. <laughs> um, I've, I've lost track of how long services are supposed to last. <laughs> um, but that's uh, what I want to say, really, uh, this evening. So, a big thank you, a prayer, that you grow in love and in knowledge, and a promise that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. So I think that's all I'm going to say. I think the only other thing I want to say is I think it's wonderful to be in this building. Um, who knows what's going to happen here in, in, in the future. Um, I think that's really exciting and um, you know, I'm just really uh, delighted for Ian as well and we're obviously going to be supporting him in any way that's possible um, as you support him. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>